You're listening to the Call Me Mr. You, the podcast, your new home for inspiration, family, sports conversations, and a lot of other stuff. We're your all-purpose pod for an all-purpose life and your weekly mirror check before you go change the world, baby. Enjoy the show. I'm your host, Mr. You. Welcome back to the all-purpose pod for an all-purpose life, wherever you are today. However you're listening to the People's Podcast, thank you again for making They Call Me Mr. You. Just a small part of your morning, your day, and your week. We your weekly mirror check before you go change the world. Thank you again for joining us. Today, we're going to talk about travel. Sounds fun in theory, huh? It's rare to find anybody who doesn't enjoy visiting faraway places and seeing things we've never seen before, Right? It's also not rare to see these same people struggle with the vehicle for the journey. The vehicle is just as important as the trip itself. Many have their minds on the destination, but the trip might be the part you remember the most. Obviously, you need to have the right vehicle to get there, but sometimes we need to recheck our navigation system. Are we heading in the right direction to start with? Do we have the right destination? Something I think worthwhile talking about today on our show. So we're going to jump right into it. Now, someone said success is the journey, not the destination. Not sure who that's attributed to. I think it's uh, attributed to more than one person. But somebody said success is the journey, not the destination. I think I can relate to that just because of all the things I've been learning recently. And the people skill books and... And these kind of uh, books on wealth and and growing yourself professionally and stuff. I see that as being a valid point. And we're going to get into that a little bit throughout the course of this episode today. But the idea of journey versus destination is the kind of thing we don't think about a lot. We just live in the moment, you know, kind of just present in the moment. It's really easy to not enjoy the process. I know a lot of folks, uh, I used to be one of them, to be honest with you, didn't enjoy the process. Get me from A to B as fast as possible. The process, let's cut that part out. But anything that's worth having needs to have a process. Anything that's worth growing needs to have a process. I don't care if it's the making of gold. I don't care if it's planting a crop. Whatever it is, I don't care if it's developing a person through mentorship. The process is so important. It is the journey to the distant goal, so to speak. Now, we can be solely focused on the destination, the goal, the end game. That's all we can see sometimes. But what we miss is so vital. I want to talk about that today on our show. I know we have some gamers out there, so maybe they can help me out. Uh, there was a game several years ago, probably outdated by now, but the hero had to run through these caverns and retrieve keys in order to get access to higher levels or specific levels in the game to unlock doors and passageways and that kind of stuff. I used to play it many, many years ago, but I can't recall the name of the game. So if you guys can help me out, hit us up on our Facebook podcast page at They Call Me Mr. You or DM me on Instagram at They Call Me Mr. You. Love to hear you guys' thoughts on what you think that is or text me, email me, whatever, right? But the whole idea is you get the keys and you can enter the next level. Uh, if you know what that game is, hit me up. I'd love to hear what that is so I can kind of get refreshed on it. But the point is that in our efforts to get the keys, we often forget the process. We miss the little things that's going on while the process is taking place. Now, if the hero of this video game is focused on a destination only, would it be so difficult to overlook these necessary keys? 
in order to accomplish the whole point of the journey. Don't we do that all the time? I talk to people every day who have goals and dreams and they have them written on their fridges and on their bathroom mirrors and on the dashboards of their car. Nothing wrong with that at all. What's challenging here is that they have their eyes so focused on the goal, they miss some of the most beautiful aspects of the journey. That's where I want to land today. They miss a valuable connection. They miss the opportunity to change an unhealthy mindset. They missed a chance to make a shift, so to speak. They even missed a nugget of wisdom that may save them from a lifetime of heartache. There was an old monk, I don't know his name, but he, I think he was unnamed when quoted, but he said, the destination is the journey. Honestly, that rocked my world. The destination is the journey. Like, wow. What does that mean to you? I harken back to the Apostle Paul. Look at what happened to him, how he grew on his way to get into Rome. Just what he went through during that time. Rome was his destination. That was the goal to get there, to get before the emperor of Rome. But look what happened to him in between. Look how he grew. Look how many lives he impacted. If he ignored all that stuff and just made a beeline for Rome and didn't think or was discerning about where he was and what he should have been doing during that time, imagine what he could have missed, the wisdom that we wouldn't have today if he had that mindset. Just something to think about. The destination of the journey. So what does that mean to you? I had to learn something about this, but in a more simpler example, I guess. My goal with my wife and I was to go out into our garden and begin to pull up all the planting from last season to get ready for a new season of harvesting. Now, that's painstaking work, even back-breaking work, depending on how you approach it. And yes, we know in our hearts that this will provide food for us for months if we do it right. That was the goal. That was the destination, to provide food for our family. We put on the work gloves the hats, grab shovels and buckets and bowls. We knew what the destination was to provide food for our family for months, to get production from the seed that God blessed us with. There's no confusion about that for us. No disagreement between us whatsoever. When you get out there in the dirt on your knees, fighting black widows, crickets and other pests to get to your destination, bees and whatnot, you can get tired. Weariness isn't hard to find in those moments. You might even momentarily forget your goal of all this. Why are you doing this in, in, in the first place? Why are you going through all this effort? You got the afternoon sun baking you all over. It's not hard to forget why you're there. It's easy to complain. What can easily be missed, though, is little obscure keys that you never even thought about. I get to spend valuable time with my best friend doing something that we enjoy. We get some semblance of uninterrupted quality time together where we can talk about each other's days and plans and hopes and dreams. It's not easy work, but the chance to bond is something I can't measure. We're not farmers or anything like that, but we have been gifted for almost six years now with the opportunity to produce food that our children and grandchildren get to enjoy as well, as well as our friends and neighbors. We're privileged to be an example of what some generations never get a chance to see, especially in more urban areas. People go to the grocery store and really understand what the sacrifice was made to get that product on the shelf. We get to model that and even have our family join us to learn how to do it themselves, which is pretty awesome. We get to see some beautiful flowers that we overlook simply because we might be too busy. I'm not tiptoeing through the tulips or nothing like that. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, we miss the simple things, the beautiful things. We get to see some pollination that takes place for our lemon trees. 
We get to see growth in places that we gave up on because nothing was happening. For season after season, nothing was happening. And then all of a sudden, out of, out of the blue, new growth happens. Unexpected growth happens. We get to see what can happen when you put the right seed in the right environment and give it the right care. You get a harvest and more than you plan. In many cases, we've seen that with numerous fruits and vegetables. Carrots, corn, sweet peas, string beans, collard greens, kale, to name a handful. Tomatoes, onions, herbs, it goes on and on. Do you realize how many opportunities we are likely missing every day because we're too busy trying to meet our goal? We miss the moments that we should appreciate. We blow right past them. We blow past people too. I don't know, maybe it's just me. I enjoy a cool breeze right in the middle of a warm summer day. Doesn't happen often, but when it comes, it's wonderful. Even glorious to me. If I was so obsessed with my work schedule and couldn't step outside and just look up to the heavens and thank the Father for a blessed life, I could have been deprived of an incredible moment. Picture perfect moment. The destination of the journey doesn't make sense to the analytical mind, of which I'm a card carrying member, admittedly, but thank God for grace, right? I see things differently as I continue to move forward in this life. I had plans along with wanting to see Jesus face to face. How would he feel upon that meeting if I trampled and steamrolled a hundred people just to get to him? Because that was my goal. Would he view that as loving like he loved? Don't get quiet now. But the point, this journey has a multitude of keys in it. If I can take you on a brief stroll through supposition, I believe that we've missed several keys along the way. Do you remember the story of the drowning man that we shared earlier in season three? The man was on his roof, short story, as floodwaters were rising rapidly. People were hurrying to safety to higher ground. People were crying out for help. Sounds familiar to me. A helicopter came through to rescue them and bring them to safety, but he declined. A man brought a canoe to pick him up. He declined. A boat came through. He again declined. In every instance, he was in expectation for a rescue that more closely resembled what it looked like in his mind, the kind of salvation he was expecting, the kind of help he was looking for. If it didn't look exactly like what he thought it should, then it must be rejected because it's not the one. Anything outside of what he thought in his mind was considered defective, so he tossed it. I sincerely hope all my single listeners hoping for a mate don't follow that pattern. Anywho... Are you able to notice the rose that's growing up out of the concrete that technically shouldn't be there because it's an anomaly? Are you able to see that person who's ready to end it all behind a fake smile and I'm blessed that you might have the answer to their questions? You might have the comfort they need right now in that moment? Are you able to enjoy that cool breeze and be reminded of how gracious God was to Jonah when he was sitting under a gourd and refusing to obey God's specific instructions? This opened up a host of other questions and thoughts to me. So bear with me, guys. Have you become so obsessed with your goal that you fail to enjoy the experience of living? Have you become so obsessed with your goal you have failed to enjoy the experience of living? Have you become so close-minded to the way things and people in your life should be that you're often alone because no one meets your expectations and you think this is God's way of keeping you separate for great things? He's grooming you for something great. That's what you think, right? 
on a previous episode about the abundant life, we established through the discussion that living out loud has very little to do with you and your desires, but should ultimately empower, inspire, and enrich the lives of others as much as or even more than it does for you. That garden scenario I laid out earlier is palpable to me and us because whenever we have a harvest of any kind, we're giving much of it away to somebody. We're not just putting it all into a freezer. Usually neighbors and friends that we know might find it valuable are recipients of all these harvests that we get from our garden every single season. They might be less fortunate. They may just need to see the kindness of God's people in action rather than just in theory. We planted one seed and garnered enough to give to others. Do you really think it's a coincidence that God uses agricultural terms so often in the scriptures? It's not by accident, y'all. It's not by accident. It's how he thinks about everything. One seed in his mind feeds millions. One day with him is like a thousand days. He thinks about duplication and multiplication. That's how God thinks. The enemy thinks about division and subtraction. God thinks about addition, multiplication, duplication. It's how he thinks about everything. Two fish and five loaves of bread feeds thousands of people. One word frees hundreds of thousands of people. It's how he operates. And as his seed, as his children, we're supposed to operate in the same fashion. We should be thinking addition, multiplication, duplication. I have met and I meet daily so many people well, at least weekly, every I meet people who their whole mindset is I'm only concerned about me. I want to have the best for me. I don't have the luxury or the time to think about anybody else right now. They've said this out of their mouth to me. And it sounds so bad in my ears. Because the minute you think about only you, you've missed the whole point of the goal. You missed the whole point of the mission. You missed the whole point of your purpose. It's never been about you and we have so much overwhelming evidence that God thinks on these terms of duplication and multiplication. He talks about agriculture throughout the scripture end to end. It's always about growth. It's always about duplication and multiplication. I can take the entire podcast episode to tell you about the importance of generosity and compassion. That's only a byproduct of today's point. I'm trying to impress on your heart one specific thing, really. The journey that we're on is rarely about us, but it's always about others. Find me a story about a man or a woman that walked through life, didn't meet anyone, didn't speak to anyone, didn't learn anything from anyone, didn't ask for help from anyone, didn't touch, talk, or laugh with anyone, and I will show you the most boring, uninspiring story ever written. It will be a flop because no one would relate to it, and no one would be moved to care. It would be the most selfish epic ever made. Why? Every single one of us are on a journey, but I can't tell you if your goal or your big dream is the right one for you. I can't tell you if you're wasting your time and your years trying to please others when you should be focused on your sole purpose for drawing breath. I can't say your job is a, a dead end. I can't say it's the ultimate path to your prosperity or your full life either. I just can't. But a book like what I just mentioned is going to be it's going to be a flop. It's going to be a failure because it doesn't inspire anybody. 
It doesn't reach out across the aisles and touch anyone. It doesn't help it heal anybody. It doesn't set anybody free. It doesn't liberate anybody. It doesn't save and serve anyone. It's just all about one person living a selfish life. That's what happens when nobody else is in it, when we overlook the things that present themselves as opportunities or keys for the sake of this episode, as an example, in favor of a goal that we have that's, in effect, selfish, in effect, all about us. Honestly, that's not how God thinks. It's not how he operates. And as his children, we got to come up. We got a standard that we have dumbed down for other people. We watered it down through religion or through a lack of, of a willingness to be obedient. It's time to raise the standard again. It's time to raise the standard again. Every single one of us are on a journey. What I do know is that this journey that we're on is a long one. Don't bother looking back. I'm positive we've missed a mark quite a few times at least. So, let's look forward starting right now, okay? Let's look forward. You're the hero in this story. Not because the world at large needs you to save it. That's been covered. We already have a savior. His name is Jesus Christ. He took care of the saving part for the entire world at large. But the world at large, whether it be your neighborhood, your community, your social circle, or your sphere of influence, what they need is your help. How so? They need your help. They need your compassion. They need your service. They need your generosity. They need your unconditional love, your outstretched hands, and your outstretched heart. That's what they need from you. Because in seeing that, they see the king. In seeing that, they see the savior. In seeing that, they see Jesus Christ in action. They see that unconditional love I was talking about earlier. They see that in action. We are created for community. No doubt about that. The journey that you're on definitely has a destination. I admit that without a doubt. I've experienced this once in my travels, but we had to make a long trip. It's a funny story, but not funny. I didn't realize that there was a glitch in the navigational system that I was using in the car. No name, but it's been fixed since then. You guys use it today. But we were driving for miles to get to this destination. It should have been about, I guess about three, three and a half hours. Took us nearly six. So we had to get gas for the journey, going down all these side and back roads in these uh, totally rural areas with limited cell service. I don't know where the system was taking us to. But we were headed away from where we were trying to get to. The system somehow, I don't know if it was internet related, caught the error, redirected us, but in the process, we lost more than two hours driving in the wrong direction. I was ticked off to say the least, but it made me think. Wouldn't it be a very unfortunate situation if you spent the remainder of your days, the rest of your life, headed in a direction that was not toward your intended goal or your intended purpose? Wouldn't it be a colossal cluster to spend so much of your life, your money, your time to get to a place that didn't fulfill you at all? It was your dream, but it ended up being a bust. A life's worth of investment that amounted to zip, zero, nada, nothing. I'm grateful for the roles growing in unlikely places. I'm grateful for the person who makes me stop in my tracks and see how grateful I should be for where I am today. 
and what I have today. And how others are going through so much worse than I am, but I'm complaining. And they're suffering in silence. I'm grateful for cool breezes. When I should have much worse because I'm outside of God's will. I'm grateful for the detours. Ladies and gentlemen, we're all on a journey. On that, we are fully agreed. Before you dismiss the so-called distraction, before you do that, make sure it's not a God-inspired detour to get you back on track to where you need to be before you assume it's a nefarious plot against you to get you off track. It wouldn't hurt you to reevaluate your goals, reevaluate your plan. Look at it again. Look at it again through God's eyes. Look at it again through the eyes of the world. Look at it again through the spirit. Look at it again. Just to be sure. I'll say it again. Before you dismiss the so-called distraction, make sure it's not a God-inspired detour to get you back on track to where you should be. Don't assume it's a nefarious plot against you to get you off track and keep you from your plan, from your goal, from your desire. We know what we know, but we don't know what we don't know, right? You know? <laughs> Wherever you are today, however you're listening to the People's Podcast, thank you again for making a Call Me Mr. You just a small part of your morning, your day, and your week. We're your weekly mirror check before you go change the world. Here's up on our Facebook podcast page at They Call Me Mr. You or DM me on Instagram at They Call Me Mr. You. Love to hear your thoughts on the episode today. We're your weekly mirror check before you go change the world. Get better, then make it better, right? Appreciate you guys. Love to hear your thoughts on today's show. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you learned something about you and us. Coach out. Enjoy your day. Thanks again for listening to the Call Me Mr. You, the podcast. Hope you enjoyed the show. Please like, share, and subscribe to our YouTube channel for all of our full-length live episodes. And of course, if you're an audio listener, wherever you enjoy your podcast listening, you can find the Call Me Mr. You, the podcast. Hope you enjoyed the show. Go change the world. Coach out.